You're listening to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. This is episode number 97, Collaboration Challenge, a conversation with Alexis Miller. Welcome to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. My name is Dave Stahoviak. And my name is Sandy Morgan. And this is the show where we empower you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference in ending human trafficking. And Sandy, I'm so thrilled today to have our guest on because she is a huge part of the operation behind the Global Center for Women and Justice and often is doing a lot of the production work in the background for the Ending Human Trafficking podcast. And we get to have her on today. I'm and excited about that. I am thrilled that we get to talk to her and then talk about uh, not only the topic, but also about her too and the work she's doing and, and will be going on to do. And so I am really uh, thrilled to welcome to the show Alexis Miller. She is the coordinator for the Global Center for Women and Justice, and she's also a Vanguard alum. And she's passionate about enabling organizations working with women and children to engage their communities and reach those most in need of justice and hope. And Sandy, one of my favorite things about Alexis is she has a master's degree from the University of Chicago in social science. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my hometown. And uh, she combined her studies in urban sociology and a nonprofit to examine building city-level systems for after-school education programming. So I don't know if I have a chance to get into all that today, but uh, I'm really interested to find out more about that too. Alexis, we're so glad to have you with us. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today. One of the things that makes it terrific to have Alexis with us today is because she is coordinating the Collaboration Challenge for Insured Justice. And the idea of collaboration is something people talk a lot about, but how does it really look in in action? Um, those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while know that we have worked very diligently to do um, trainings for volunteers to help people become educated about how they use their resources and expertise. And the Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force has a reputation for in, in integrating our community in the response to ending human trafficking. And so what Alexis has done for the collaborative challenge is very unique and her vision and goals. I just wanted her to explain that because I think there are people who can replicate what she's done. So tell us what the collaboration challenge is all about. Sure. So each year at Ensure Justice, we always have people come up afterwards and they want to know how they can get more involved. They sit through our two days of uh, learning about the issue of human trafficking and exploitation and hearing from so many different speakers who have great expertise in many different areas, but then they want to know what can they do uh, now that they have this knowledge. And I think that's kind of a common idea that comes out of a lot of conferences. You You hear so much and then you're you're motivated, but what do you do? So this year we, uh, we started brainstorming and came up with an idea to uh, create a special project called the Collaboration Challenge. 
And what the idea is, is we wanted our partners here locally uh, in Orange County as well as other, other groups that come in and partner with us as well to provide for us tangible opportunities where people can get involved. And it kind of turned into this idea of, uh, of time that people have to commit. Some people come who are busy professionals who only have a little bit of time to commit to working on this issue or, or giving back in some way in their personal life to people who are ready to commit their whole lives to fighting this issue and committing their career or you know, if they've retired at what they do after their career. So our idea is uh, the 10-10-10 challenge. So what we did is we put together three different categories. The first one is the idea of 10 minutes. This is a low commitment, easy to implement into your daily life uh, level for the challenge. The second one is uh, 10 days. It's the mid-level commitment that requires a little bit more effort, but it's not necessarily a, a full-time position or a full-time volunteer role. And the last is the 10 weeks. So that is that idea of a high commitment, long-term, or very regular involvement for individuals who are interested in getting involved in the, the issue of human trafficking. Well, okay, so I, you're telling me then that there are things that people can do in 10 minutes that actually make a difference? There is. There are so many things that people can do that are easy to implement into their everyday life. It's not something that you have to go out of your way to do because it, it makes it that much easier if, as it becomes a regular part of your life. So we, uh, we thought up some examples of what that looks like. One of the ideas that came along is uh, collecting quarters for survivors to do laundry. Many of the organizations in our area are in need of that because their survivors are living in apartment complexes where they have coin-operated laundry machines and they need those quarters to be able to do their laundry. So that's one of those ideas that is easy. Everyone has quarters. Anytime you, you pay for something, you get change back and you could save those quarters and be able to give them to one of the local organizations that are supporting our survivors in the community. I, I can't do that, um, uh, Alexis, because I use my credit card all the time. So give me something else I can do in 10 minutes. Sure. We also talk about just buying ethical and fair trade products. It takes a little bit of time to look up online and learn more about the products that we use in our everyday life. And once you look those up and you learn a little bit about them, then you can go to the store and look for the ones that are, uh, are more ethically made and that provide people globally with a fair wage based on what that product is. Coffee and chocolate are, are two that tend to come up regularly, but you can also do this with clothing and other stores that you shop regularly to learn a little bit more about uh, what their supply chain looks like and how you can use your, use your money and your buying power to make a difference on this issue. Okay, I can do that 10-minute thing. That's great. And we can go back to podcast number 17 so that people know how to access online that supply chain audit that you just mentioned. Very cool. Dave, what can you do in 10 minutes? You know, one of the things I was just thinking, Sandy, that every one of our listeners can do, and we've mentioned this on the show before, is um, if, especially if you use iTunes to listen to the show, is to hop online, do a quick search on iTunes for the Ending Human Trafficking podcast. And I know all three of us are really grateful if you take a moment to rate or review the show. If you give it a rating, it takes about 10 seconds. If you write a review, it may take a minute. 
And that's huge, um, not, not so much for us personally, but what it allows to happen is when people search for human trafficking in iTunes, which is a huge search, uh, search uh, engine really for audio on the internet now. It's the biggest one. And we have many of the people who listen to the show have found us originally through iTunes. The more ratings and reviews there are in the show, the more people find the show and hear the, uh, the, the message that you have, Sandy, and that we've put together in the center about the importance of all the principles we talk about and studying the issues, being a voice, and making a difference. So that's a huge thing that doesn't even take uh, 10 minutes that you can do immediately if you haven't done. I love it. Any other ideas for our listeners, Alexis? Sure. We, we always talk to you about the human trafficking national hotline number. And if you haven't memorized it, it's something that you can do that you can keep in your phone and know the text number as well so that it is easy for you to access and something that you can use at any point and provide to anyone who's interested in it. And something to pair with that is also to use the um, trafficking indicator cards that are free and available through uh, Department of Health and Human Services and through the Blue Campaign as well that provides you with all of those signs of what to look for. If something doesn't seem right, you can check that out and make, uh, make the phone call. Okay, so we'll put those links in the show notes so people can order those and have them to give out in their 10 minutes um, for collaboration challenge. Let's go on to the next 10. What is the next 10? The next 10 that we came up with was the idea of 10 days. So it's a little bit, little bit higher of a commitment level, but still not something that you have to integrate into your whole life and you aren't able to, to have other things going on. It's not a career. It's just a little bit bigger of a, of a commitment level. So some of those ideas include... Um, you know, volunteering to help out at events that are focused on human trafficking. So many of our organizations are hosting events, uh, workshops, symposiums. There's a lot more of that going on as the, as the awareness level is increasing in our communities. And those are perfect opportunities for someone who wants to give a little more time to get involved, spend a day helping out and providing, uh, providing their, their time as a service to that particular organization or the human trafficking task force in general. It makes me um, think about Dave right here, uh, because when I think of 10 days in the scope of a year, I think he probably puts about 10 days a year into uh, making possible doing this podcast. So it's a little bit, it's quite a bit more than the the 10 minute um, entry level point, but he doesn't have to give up um, his job and being a great dad and providing uh, child care for his son and his daughter, but he still is making a significant contribution to ending human trafficking. Yeah, exactly. And even, even to build on that, something someone can do with this great resource that we have is to create and use the toolkits that we have on our website to host a small get-together with friends. It could be a Bible study. It could be just a study group that wants to dive deeper into the issue of human trafficking. And, and that's a lower-level commitment where maybe it's a month where you meet once a week or maybe it's two or three months where you only meet once a month, but you can listen to the podcast, uh, learn more about it, look up the resources, and talk about how this issue is affecting our community and what you can do to, to continue 
bringing awareness and, and getting involved in the prevention aspects. That's a great idea. Any other great ideas? I'm going to have to write down a couple of these. <laughs> one more that we, that we have that we think is a great one is using uh, the NetSmarts tools that are online to teach kids about responsible social media use. Uh, a lot of us have kids in our lives, whether it's our own children or you know, uh, we're an aunt or an uncle to someone's kids, or we work with them here even at the college level like we do at Vanguard. It's important to think about how, how these kids are using technology these days. And an easy thing for us to do is to read up on those resources and provide them opportunities to learn more about what it means for them to be responsible when they're online, what kinds of information they're sharing, are they posting too many personal details, and are they protecting themselves when they're using things like Facebook and Snapchat? What does that mean for them? And I think that's a great opportunity where it's not a huge commitment to teach these kids a little bit about being safe online, but it's something more than, than just a 10-minute conversation. Wow, I just went back to NetSmarks two days ago and was it for, for those listeners who have been there before because you heard about it here or attended a seminar, um, they have lots of new stuff. And I spent half an hour trying out new games at different age levels. So that's a terrific, I love that, Alexis. That's great. Um, Dave, any ideas from you? Boy, you know, so many things. I think one of the things that I, I, I think is just a huge opportunity in the in the 10 day zone, Sandy is helping out at the uh, at the Ensure Justice Conference each oh, year yeah. in some capacity. And we're a little bit past that for this year as far as that opportunity um, by the time the show airs here. But I think that that's the kind of thing that uh, is a regular thing that we do as a, as a university, as a center, and we've committed to each year. There's always opportunities to help and assist, but it's also a fairly short-term commitment uh, most yeah. of the time. That's, you know, a, a few days here or, or maybe a week, depending on the type of commitment you make. But I know I speak for all of us when there's always opportunities to serve in that way. And I, all of us have been very involved in that in varying capacities over the years and helping support the conference. So that's a huge way right away. Um, and not only, and the great thing that comes along with that is being part of a conference is you also get the side benefit of like getting to meet and network with other people who care about this issue too, mm -hmm. and learning and contributing to your own professional development. So it's just a, it's just one of those things that's a neat win-win when you can participate in a conference and, uh, and help out in that capacity. So if someone really has a lot more time on their hands and want to dive in deeper, then what's the next 10, Alexis? Yes, the next 10, we are looking at the idea of 10 weeks or more. So this could be something that's a long-term volunteer commitment. Uh, one of the things that comes up with our local task force is that they always are looking for people who are available to drive survivors to meetings, to doctor's appointments, uh, all of those kinds of things that require a higher level of commitment because you have to go through the volunteer training. You have to be cleared before you can do this. And second, it requires you to be available and to make the time to, to take the survivor to where they need to go. I know transportation is always a big issue for them, and that's one of those areas where someone who has more time available and can commit to going through the volunteer training process and then commit to being available for uh, the survivors in their aftercare is, is a much bigger commitment and something that would take more than, you know, a day here or there in, in their life. That's great. That's a really good idea. Um, I, I've also been thinking about my own personal commitment because, of course, 
teaching this is part of my responsibility as a faculty member at Vanguard University, but I also want to give back to my community and probably at a little higher level than 10 minutes, although I am very um, consistent about going back and checking those those um, responsibly sourced products. It's hard and sometimes it takes me more than 10 minutes to find the product I'm looking for. Um, but I do want to be giving back in my community in ways that go beyond. And so I discovered that my background in healthcare makes becoming a trainer for emergency room staff and um, healthcare providers, this is a great opportunity for me to use my professional expertise in tandem with my passion to end human trafficking. And I'm pretty sure there are other people out there that would be interested in extending their their um, expertise beyond just um, what they do every day. So that's that might be an idea. Exactly. We you know we really want people to think about the fact that they have skills, they have knowledge, and they have talent that is something that maybe has nothing to do with human trafficking. But the fact is is that human trafficking is coming across. Um, our community in different ways, and people are inter- interacting with survivors in places that maybe they don't expect to. So the more that you can think about what your personal skills are, what your talents are, and you know what your education background, what you've studied, and what you've done in your career, if you think about those ideas and what you have to offer in those areas, you can then use that to make an impact in working with these organizations in the community in the same way that, that Dave did that by helping create this podcast and be using his talent and his expertise to produce something that's wonderful and it's a great tool, other people can do something like that as well. It just, it just takes that time to identify what those areas are in your own life and then use that to reach out and to make a difference in the community. Well, thanks for mentioning that, Alexis. And I, th- I think that, Sandy, it's a really important challenge for us is to think about you know what unique qualifications and skills do we already bring so certainly we can go and seek more skills certifications trainings things that will help and we should not at the same time while we're doing that though forget about the kinds of the, the professional background we already have the education we already mm-hmm. have the kind of work we've done because a lot of times um, I would dare say that those are things that other people can't bring you know, as uniquely like, like Sandy, you're, you're a perfect example of that. You are a registered nurse. There are things that you uniquely can bring because of your, your nursing your background that a lot of people couldn't bring and certainly aren't going to go out. Probably, you know, people aren't going to go out and become a registered nurse just to help, <laughs> you know, train nurses in human trafficking issues. Um, so that's the kind of thing I think if we can start there is thinking about, okay, what, ha- what do I bring uniquely that I already have? What's my skill set? What am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? Uh, there is almost certainly a need for it in to, to leverage to help us with this issue. I, I love um, the excitement on your face that listeners can't see because it's energizing when you get to use what you already have towards this common goal. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't reinvent the wheel, right? So I'm mm-hmm. I'm so glad Alexis mentioned that of the the importance of of tapping into that because I I do think that there's a uh, a tendency to hear about a need and then to go and you know volunteer a few hours to to do something that that is wonderful to do, but then forget about okay, what what do I bring uniquely that I could really help out? Maybe in an entirely different capacity that would help even more. 
So Alexis, any, any more in the long-term category, the 10 weeks to 10 years or 10 decades? <laughs> yeah, just to, to continue with what, what Dave was saying as well, uh, even something as simple as using your ability to help manage a social media account for an organization working with survivors or working on the issue of human trafficking, you know, something as simple as social media we don't think a lot of, but it takes a lot of time to uh, post really relevant, important things and to keep people engaged in the issue. And if you have the time and you would like to volunteer, that's a regular opportunity that you could um, talk with an organization and, and become a part of what they're doing by assisting them in that way. And you know that can that can fall into other areas as well, such as websites or uh, you know, writing, creating blog content, creating written content. There's a lot of different avenues that uh, I think can be really helpful for organizations who are are needing some assistance, but they need really focused, specific things that you can use your talents to do. And of course, there's always the opportunity to, you know, commit a year or more to either working with an organization locally or overseas. And, and taking that time away from maybe what you focused on in your career before, but then going full-time into working with some of these organizations. That's terrific. So I think one of the things I've noticed, because I've known you for quite a while now, is that you have done all of these things and from the 10, 10, 10 categories, but it doesn't always look the same. You continue to transition to a different expression of how you're going to be part of the battle to end human trafficking. That is true. That yeah. is very true. And and probably um, one of the hardest things uh, during this show for me to do is to tell our listeners that that transition is happening again. So you want to tell us what's going to happen now? Yes, yes. I am... Uh, transitioning away from my role here at Vanguard and the Global Center for Women and Justice. And I will be joining uh, one of our partner organizations, International Sanctuary. Uh, iSanctuary does holistic care for human trafficking survivors, both locally here in Orange County, as well as uh, their, their first main sanctuary is in India. And uh, because of the work they do, they've, they've created this social enterprise where they have a jewelry line and they really provide great care for the women that are a part of their program. And I will be joining their team and uh, helping with fundraising and development as they continue to grow and launch their strategic plan to open more sanctuaries globally. The wonderful thing about this is that we have been um, part of the same community, Vanguard, um, Global Center for Women and Justice, and I Sanctuary for many, many years. We were partners on the Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force. A couple of years ago, we partnered on a research project and published a business's mission paper together. Um, so it isn't like we're losing Alexis. We're um, we're just going to have a different relationship, and um, it will probably expand and grow our partnership with iSanctuary. And we bless them and we're so glad and happy for them. Yes, and I will I will definitely miss my my time here at Vanguard and with the Global Center and the, the wonderful work that we do to really focus on education and uh, helping people and our students here at the university 
understand the issues that are going on in our community and finding them ways to get involved and to make a difference both here in their in their own community and globally. And that's an exciting new step for me to transition and, and grow in a different direction professionally as well and but still continue to work on the issue and, and continue to fight human trafficking and make a difference for the, the women and children who are who are involved in this issue. And Vanguard students have been interns at iSanctuary and will continue to be. So you will still have lots of contact with Vanguard students. I know. I can't wait to do that. I I love our students here. They are definitely the best. So it'll be fun to continue working with them in a different capacity. And we'll plan on you participating in Ensure Justice 2016. Sounds great. (laughs) Because 2016, we're going to focus on sustainable development goals. And we'll talk about that more in the next podcast. But what iSanctuary is a leader in is establishing um, a community development model that empowers survivors to become independent and self-reliant. And that's an amazing gift. Awesome. Awesome. All good stuff. Well, Alexis, thank you so much for your time. We're just thrilled that we got to feature you on the show finally, <laughs> even yes. though we're almost 100 episodes in. And uh, we're certainly going to miss you, but I know we're going to be talking to you lots uh, in the coming weeks and months and years as you uh, continue to serve in, uh, in, in this capacity and continue to serve people. We're, uh, we're really so excited for you. There's, there's, a little, you. there's a little bit of, of nostalgia of what, I don't know, moment in the whole idea that the final podcast that you will post is our interview with you. <laughs> that is exactly. true. I will and, post this one as my final podcast. Oh, and you have, um, you have been a contributor to growing the Global Center for Women in Justice, so I know you'll do the same at iSanctuary. You've left your fingerprint on the department and on hundreds of Vanguard students who will never be the same because they were part of the Global Center for Women and Justice under your direction as the coordinator. And for those of you listening to us, you've heard us talk about the whole concept of the Federal Strategic Action Plan and the concept of coordination along with collaboration to build capacity is so critical. And Alexis's role as the coordinator for the last little over two years has been a critical component in making sure that um, planes are landing safely and taking off to places unknown. And we just want you to know, Alexis, how much we appreciate you and value your contribution to the Global Center for Women and Justice at Vanguard University. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. And I'm so grateful for my, my time that I've spent here at Vanguard again. Well, Sandy, we have covered a lot of issues today, and I think given everyone some ideas that we can take take immediately as far as how you can contribute to studying the issues, being a voice, and making a difference in the 10-10-10 model. Everyone can take at least 10 minutes, and as we mentioned, you know, leaving a review for the show is a great way to do that. And one of the things that Alexis has just been so uh, so gracious with is just helping us 
as a center to continue to make a stronger presence on social media. And so another really easy thing that you can do that will uh, really further inform you about what we're doing at the center and where Sandy's traveling around the world is to, if you're a Facebook user, is to hop onto Facebook and to join the 1,300 other people who like the Global Center for Women and Justice page on Facebook. Um, You'll get to interact, not only see what we're posting on the podcast, but more importantly, all the activities that the center is participating in, in order to help you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference. And of course, if you have a question for us, feel free to email us anytime at gcwj at vanguard.edu, or you can reach our office at 714-966-6360. Sandy, always a pleasure to speak with you. And and of course, Alexis, too. I hope you have a great day and we'll see you in two weeks, right? Thanks. Take care.